This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Spark London. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them all across London. This story was told by Donald Elliott in July 2011 where the theme was work. It was in 1956, and I was in the final year uh, engineering course, when I uh, was driven to offer for a Christian ministry. Now, the point is that I was advised that I could go straight from engineering uh, here in London to theology in Cambridge and thereby miss and be exempt from military service. Every young man in those days had to do national service for two years in either the Army, Navy, or the Air Force, and so on. And uh, that seemed very appealing because, you see, at the end of the theology course, I would be ordained as a minister, and then I would be exempt from military service, like you're exempt from jury service, as a matter of fact, if you're a Christian minister. Anyway, I thought about that, and in the end I thought, no, this is ridiculous. I've gone from boarding school to university to... No, 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 no. What do I know about life? What do I know about the people that I'm going to minister to? I will be kind of church-bound for the rest of my life. So I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll do my national service. But at that point, Her Majesty's government revealed that they were developing a new generation of atomic weaponry. This was the H-bomb, the fusion bomb, the bomb that was so much bigger than those that had destroyed Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And I have to say, for me, at that point, that was a step too far for my conscience. So I applied uh, to be registered as a conscientious objector, and in due course, I found myself... uh, down there in Putney, in a building. I don't recall where it was exactly, but it was a kind of law court with a, you know, the bench of the tribunal uh, sitting up there and the rest of us standing here. The chap before me who had been a, who was a Jehovah's Witness, he was dismissed out of, out of hand. Uh, and I thought, got quite nervous. Anyway, I'd, I'd uh, filled up this form and developed a huge essay, which I was really proud of. I thought this was wonderful. The, the arguments were watertight as far as I was concerned, except the snag was the chairman of the panel sitting up there on his bench decided that it didn't really stand up, and he called me. He said, you're an impure pacifist. Uh, your arguments don't hold water. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to uh, tell you that we've turned you down. But you can... 
if you wish, appeal. So I appealed and I went to the appellate tribunal, which was a much more cosy affair. I had a friend there and so on and so forth. Anyway, they overturned the decision and I was duly registered as a conscientious objector to military service. And I was told I could serve as a psychiatric nurse, uh, I could work in farming, I could work in forestry, and if I wished to, I could work in the steelworks at Sheffield under the Sheffield Industrial Mission of the Church of England, and that's what I decided to do. So that's how I ended up as a backer in the Firth Vickers Stainless Steel Rolling Mill at Attercliffe in Sheffield. And let me tell you that William Blake had it exactly right. It was a dark and satanic mill, except that it was, there was all this, this heat Tremendous! I had bought myself, by the way, a pair of rubber boots, which was the first mistake because I stuck to the floor. <laughs> it was so blooming hot. Anyway, the rolling mill was there, and I was. It was hot. It was sticky. Our job was to take the slabs of steel, stainless steel, and post them into this huge mangle, shiny rollers, and uh, and process the steel so that it gradually became steel plate or a, a, a narrower gauge. So that was the job. What I discovered coming from the south, hmm, my accent was a little different and my hands were lily white. One of the gang that I worked with, he said to me, he said, come the side, he said. This was Mick, who was an Irish guy, very nice young man. He said, you know what you want to do with your hands? He said, These tongs you're going to hold. And they were rough steel tongs. He said, they'll, they'll lacerate your hands unless you do what I tell you. And he said, what you have to do is you go into the loo and pee on your hands and rub your hands together, then use the, the tongs, then come back and repeat and gradually the skin will... Be. He was quite right and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> anyway, the gang were very kind to me. I think it was partly out of self-survival, frankly, because they had a, a novice on their hands who'd never done really any tough physical work in his life and so I think they were nervous because the, the hot steel came within, well, an inch of our flesh as we were handling these, these, two, these tongs, manhandling this, these huge chunks of steel around in this, and there were no guardrails or anything like that. So it was pretty, pretty dangerous. So I think in self-survival they, they decided that uh, it was better to treat me with kindness. But I actually think there was a lot of humanity. There was something about the gang, which I'll never forget, of the kind of interrelationship that there was there. We had to stick together, or actually we would fall apart and the whole thing would have gone wrong. Our, our gang leader not gang master, gang leader was George Thornton, I'll never forget him, Big George, and he was very good, Fred the Furnaceman and Mick the Irishman, the others I don't remember too well, but there were about eight or nine of us, and uh, as backers, our job was to catch the steel as it came through the rollers and then heave it up and pass it back over the top of the roller for, a, for the process to repeat, a kind of mechanical job, very hot. We were given seven-and-a-half-hour shifts in, in courtesy of the fact that uh, eight hours were supposed to be too long and the unions had decided that we should have a cooling-off period, which was very, very necessary. So I remember my days in Sheffield as ones of, of a great... Uh, a, belonging to a family. We drank a lot. We talked a lot. We had times when we were laid off and there was nothing to do and we had to be there in the, in the night doing nothing at all. The thing is, though, that in that atmosphere... Uh, you did get this uh, this sense, sense of togetherness, uh, and I slept very well in Sheffield. I drank very well too, as a matter of fact, because it was very hot and I was perspiring all the time, and people drank heavily. But I think that was okay. The other thing that only occurred to me, only occurred to me, 
occasionally, and I thought about it afterwards, that, of course, I wondered actually what part of the military machine this stainless steel was being fabricated for. Thank you very much. For more stories, head to spartlondon.com. Spark London is produced by Joanna Yates. With audio production by Matt Till at rethinkdaily.co.uk. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.